think outside the box christians should strive for excellence Everything is not that you cannot do it all it's like you're doing it but you're not doing it at your fullest capacity when someone is average when someone is not really good like you're not really good at what you're doing those who know their god shall be strong and they shall do exploits it's like on a scale of one to ten somebody else is ten you you're like maybe four or five Hey guys, welcome back to Befriending Jesus. I'm your host Adeniola Olamide. If you are new here, I congratulate you and I welcome you to the very voice of God. Yes, yes, it's nice having you back on here. Sincerely, I appreciate your consistency. I appreciate your loyalty. I appreciate everything and I appreciate your diligence in wanting to hear the word of God. It's not many people that take this time to sit down and listen to a podcast because you know there are there are many things you could do like there are many things that could literally take your time but you have secluded a part of your life a part of your time to give it to god i applaud you and i i just want to say you're doing very well you're doing very great yeah so today's topic we're going to be talking about mediocrity 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 well this this topic is something that a a lot of people need to a lot of people need to hear this because a lot of people are being so lazy being so i don't even know the words to put it but first let me describe what mediocrity is so mediocrity i got this from a friend what he searched online yeah so this is an online based definition which is the definition one of the definitions because there are many perspectives concerning mediocrity but they still have the same context yeah so let me let me read what i have here so mediocrity can be described as having no peculiar or outstanding features not extraordinary not special or exceptional or great of medium quality of medium quality of medium quality <sighs> that is mediocrity now if we look here it, it says that it's not outstanding it's not something extraordinary meaning it's not it's not how do i put this now it's not um you know it's not mind-blowing it's just the average it's the minimum it's the the norms the normal expectance do you understand it's not something that is out of the box it's not something that is wow do you get that is mediocrity now i want to give us another explanation that is quite um straightforward and simple it also says the quality of being average or ordinary 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 now imagine that as a christian does it go nah i don't think so <laughs> all right so you know all this you know you know this scene when you're in your class and there are you know the top-notch people you know they're always the one giving the teachers answers giving the teachers questions questions that would even you know that would 
surpass the teacher's mindset all these people that they they stay at the front they might not necessarily stay at the front they can be at the back too but like these top-notch students you see it in their grades they don't just talk too much but they work you see it on their grades their scores are mind-blowing and then they're, they're the, they are the ones that they don't they don't care they just stay where they are they are quite comfortable with their um scores with their performance in the class they are they're just they are um carefree they don't care if they move forward they don't care if they fall backwards they just stay where they are they have no desire to press forward they wallow in their convenience they wallow in their comforts they don't want to strive to get better that's an example of mediocrity or we see these scenes in um it's, it's also in your office if you are working it's not just in the class in your office you see people that they tend to you know they're so diligent they're so outstanding their work ethics everything their everything just sinks well with the growth of the company do you understand their main aim is to ensure productivity they are always striving forward to get better not just with themselves but with also the um effectiveness of the company but you're just there on your desk working in your um how do i put it i don't want to say in your convenience because you can actually be be working hard and you can be comfortable you can be comfortable but then what i'm saying is you are not putting in any effort you're not exerting any force you're just on your decks looking for 99 reasons why the work isn't pleasing to you or 99 reasons why the work isn't comfortable for you or 99 reasons why they aren't paying you enough money you're not thinking of getting better in the work you're not thinking of of um looking for ways to be to be productive you're not trying to press forward to become um an outstanding top-notch person in your workspace you're just there living the same night to five working doing the basics wallowing you don't you, you see the top-notch people and you're like oh that's for them i'm not that kind of person i don't have that strength i don't have that energy let them let the great people do the great things that they want to do and get great results but you know you will just stay there and you just be you that's mediocrity that's mediocrity even in competitions it's the same thing you see people researching you know you're in a competition you see people researching for things that they can do to win or you see people um you know getting to meet people that have also been in that competition and they are you know getting things okay they're getting questions formal questions that they've that they've asked or things like that and you are just there sitting down looking at every one of them and you're like eh, well i'm quite confident i'm courageous i have my own knowledge and let's say you have even done it before or you just you just settle with the little you have you settle with with what you have you don't press one for more why that's mediocrity 
when there's a tendency for more but you decide to stay where you are even in the everyday life yeah it's let's not even focus on the smaller details now like the academics or the career even though they form the big picture like your over your overall view of your life or do you how do you see yourself do you see yourself being an average human doing the average things that a normal human being is meant to do or you see the sky not as a limit and you are pressing forward to see the extent to what she can do and who you can be do you understand when you compare your life i'm not saying comparison is is a very um mandatory thing but it helps you it motivates you and it gives room for improvements for yourself <laughs> do you understand so when you see the table of um excellence yeah that this life has produced if you look at your life how do you see yourself no be really honest sincerely because there are people that have gone really far and that should give you that should notify you that there is more i mean there is more there is more there is more in life there are so many things so many choices so many spheres so many sectors so many things and i think the world's population right now is eight million no what am i saying wait i'm coming i i think i wrote it down so i'll check so the world's population currently is eight billion and 45 million three hundred and eleven thousand four hundred and forty seven i repeat it let me let me let me say it again <laughs> you'll be hearing um i think a book flipping because i'm actually checking my notes out read it to you again the world's population i think this this is like an estimated number because it's mine it's not it can't be accurate do you understand is eight billion and 45 million three hundred and eleven thousand four hundred and forty seven and you are one one in this number in this number and your life is one of the many basically and there are certain desires there are certain things that you plan to do in your life and there is a there is a very close tendency that someone else has done that thing now you are very unique i hope you know that god created unique people like there is just one kind of you in this whole world yes you might see a lookalike yes you might see someone with the same mindset but there is only one kind of you in this whole world and so if there can be eight billion people there is a difference you there is a different you there is a different you and that should give you the mindset that there is something in you that has to be produced for this whole world to see yes your choices may be similar to many people your your desires your dreams may be similar to many people but that is the difference the difference is you the difference is you 
even if everyone should want to study architecture the difference is not the architecture the difference is you if everybody wants to learn how to to draw you are the difference if everybody wants to learn how to cook you are the difference if everyone wants to learn how to sew dresses you are the difference if everyone wants to you know learn um tech you are the difference because there is something in you that no one else in this world has and when you place it in these different aspects of life that has so many similarities what would make you stand out what would make you exceptional what would make you spectacular and phenomenal is still you but if you now choose to make yourself the normal standard of an average person how do you expect to birth that you that is exceptional in these particular areas of life i mean really if you want to get something beautiful out of an ordinary thing there is pressure there is force there is there is a refinement i mean even when um fruits yeah when fruits erupt they're from seeds and a seed has to die in the soil for it to produce many seeds the bible says a seed dies a seed is planted in the ground and it dies for it to um, plant many seeds jenison if the seed doesn't die it remains only a seed even when you want to get oils and um, oils yeah if you want to get an olive oil of course they crush the olives do you understand if you want to get a palm oil they um they crush the palm kernels do you get even gold before it gets gold gold is refined in the fire these beautiful resources that is gotten from these raw materials is from the pressure is from the process do you understand there is something in you that can only be gotten when you exert force when you place yourself to to move forward when you you push you, you you don't stay there you push you press on you do everything possible to get that beautiful thing that is so unique inside of you in every sphere that you want to be in okay let's take let's take a breath <laughs> i feel like i feel like i'm using i'm using hammer to, to hammer some people so let's take a breath i want you to breathe in breathe out breathe in breathe out all right i hope that was fine okay so to the word <laughs> i want you to open your bible to genesis 3 verse 19 like i would always say this podcast is a podcast that talks on the word of god so if you don't have your bible and you've been here a few times i'm going to scold you i will chastise you get your bible you have to have it all the time the word of god is alive and powerful and if you are new here yes we always refer to the word of god the word of god is the standard of this podcast we're literally befriending jesus and jesus is the word of god so we use the word of god here so get your bible and let's read together we're reading genesis 3 verse 19 okay so i've opened my bible too it's a hard copy bible it's the nlc version and i read it says by the sweats of your face 
will you have food to eat? Let me read it again. By the sweat of your face, will you have food to eat? This was God speaking to Adam when he and his wife had sinned against God. Do you understand? And this was him speaking to Adam. He cursed him. He said, by the sweat of your face, will you have food to eat? And if you look at it, it's already a system that is that is apparent in this world. Do you understand? For you to be productive in certain things, you have to, you know, exert a force, exert your your energy. You know, you work hard. Do you get to make sure fruits are birthed? Do you understand? And when I mean fruits, I mean results. I mean, um, you know, the effects of you know your forces and everything. So I don't even know why, I'm, why am I breaking? Oh God, help me! So yes. The Bible says, by the sweat of your face, will you have food to eat? Meaning, and when it says by the sweat of your face, sweat comes when you exert energy. Sweat comes when you exert stress. Sweat comes in your inconvenience. Sweat cannot come from your comfort zone, except maybe there is heat. But sweat in that context doesn't mean heat from from um from outward whatever sweat in that context in the bible verse it means efforts from your efforts from pressing on from your energy from your diligence will you produce results that's the meaning there it doesn't necessarily mean you would be farming and then when you farm you would get food to eat no that bible verse is literally saying by your diligence will you have food to eat even the bible says a little sleep a little slumber and then poverty creeps in on you do you understand that's to show you that because sleep you sleep in your convenience (laughs) you are very comfortable when you sleep nobody hates sleeping it's a very pleasant thing to do that sleep in that context i'll um lay down all the bible verses i i see so that you can go back to them and reread them. I think this is something I'll do for the remaining podcast. Every Bible verse I see here, I will lay them down. And so it says, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms, a little folding of the arms and poverty creeps in. A little comfort, a little convenience. Yeah. And you will see no results. That is mediocrity. That is mediocrity. When you wallow in your comfort, when you wallow in your convenience, you are not pressing in, you are not putting any diligence, you are not stressing yourself to place your, to, to birth something out of you. You will get nothing. 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 Okay. Let's move forward. Your excellence can be higher than the normal standard. Like, <laughs> The way you are now i'm talking to the the top-notch people so that you will not feel oh yes i'm top-notch at least the things i do some people can't do them or i'm still higher than some people do you understand i'm speaking to you <laughs> your table is here so your excellence can be higher than the normal standard but you can be mediocre even being excellent yes i know your your average yeah can be someone else's excellence but I tell you that even in your excellence that you think you have, 
yeah in the excellence you think you have or you are you can be mediocre you can be a mediocre person you can engage in mediocrity even in the thoughts of your excellence because mediocrity is when there is a tendency for more but you choose to stay where you are yes you have birthed success yes you have done these things you have done many things and then you now stay at that point as far as you you stop there you are stagnant there you know you you know that if you put in efforts more than what you you are putting in currently if you add more yeah you would still do more as far as there is that chance there is there is there is that tendency that if you put in more efforts eh you would be greater than this even though you know that where you are now some people aren't there as far as there is always that tendency to do more if you stay and remain where you are you're practicing mediocrity already you're practicing mediocrity already why stay when there is more to do i mean there are 8 billion people in the world why do you want to to be mediocre strive keep on striving move on move on move on there are more to this is life life is a well of opportunities life is a well of successes life is oh my god life is infinite basically there are there is nothing you cannot do there is nothing there are new new things every day learn relearn strive forward move don't stay in one place don't stay in one place because the illusion with this is that you think you have accomplished all yeah but then i tell you that these things i won't say they wear off but in time they will be insignificant who remembers the price you won in primary school who remembers the price you won in that competition yes it was there but it's just for a while and after a few months years <laughs> it's gone it's still there as a memory but it's it might be significant yeah but it's just there it doesn't it's not a hope for a greater um future do you understand that price is not some sort of prerequisite that you would do better things jenestan yes you did that but the only thing that can assure greater results is when you press on when you push forward don't wallow in former achievements and don't wallow in the current achievements appreciate them it's very necessary because they would be the motivation that would push you further but when you wallow so much in them that you forget that there is a tendency for more you tend to become stagnant and stagnancy can lead to a depression do you understand i don't mean depression as in emotion i mean depression as in you start to become low you start to fall back do you understand you start to go down do you get it's like um this kind of pro- progressive curve you suddenly go up and then you come down <laughs> do you understand that's exactly how it is So yes, even in your excellency, strive for more. There is more you can do. Don't wallow, don't give yourself excuses because oh you are better than certain people so I have the right to stay where I am. I tell you that we are if I enlarge your coast, enlarge your coast, enlarge your sights. You are you are looking at the people around you. There are people 
in other countries there are people in other states that are doing far better why don't you chase that if you see the opportunity to be greater than um, to be greater than people in a particular sphere strive for more to be greater than people in a bigger sphere than that strive 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 this life is too short to play it safe this life is too short to stay where you are there are a billion things you can do so why settle for less i mean even if you want to enter relationships you don't settle for less so why settle for less for less in the choices of your life wherever you find yourself there is a tendency for more if you're excellent in a sphere very good strive for a bigger sphere if you're excellent in that sphere beautiful strive for a much more bigger sphere there is no limitation there is no end keep on going keep on going wow all right so i want to give an example yeah i want to use an experience i had to buttress this point yes and this experience yeah is coined with um the two verses i mentioned before the one of um by your sweat yeah you will see food to eat and the other one of a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the arms and poverty would creep in i want to use this experience i had to explain that yeah and so i'm currently in the university i'll be going to 300 level now i'm studying architecture in bell's university um in otter Ogun states yes i mean i'm a nigerian and i reside um in lagos yeah and so i was in school my first year that was my 100 level my first year in the university was <laughs> i hadn't i hadn't given my life to christ then so it was it was a funny experience a wild experience because i had this mindset my mindset was more of popularity and status than achievements because i always had this idea that i am smart yeah and i can achieve anything i want to achieve even without me putting in the effort you understand so the main thing i wanted to put effort on was popularity i wanted to have a name in the school i wanted people to know me do you understand as olamide michelle adeniola the popular girl the influencer that was who i wanted to be and so i just did my norms like i said your your excellence can be mediocre too if you don't strive to move forward and like i also said your average can be someone's excellence that was who i was that was basically who i was and you know i just spent my time i didn't really i didn't put in efforts to really like i didn't work hard i just did me i did myself i i did what i could in my convenience in my comfort i did the basics i read at the particular time when it was time to have exams i read you know i didn't just i didn't go i didn't press forward do you understand but i pressed forward yeah in snapping pictures buying dresses and making a lot of friends so that i could be popular and then the day of the results came big old me yeah <laughs> i went to check the results you know i didn't i wasn't really scared i wasn't really you know i just said i did well so my results will be well 
and I checked the results because I've, I've always wanted a first class. I've, I've always had that dream that I would graduate with a first class and I still have that dream because I know it's going to happen. I'll use this as a testimony later when I graduate because I'm going to have it. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I had the perception that it's going to be a first class result, that kind of thing. And I went to me my course advice, so I took my I took her phone here and I checked my results. I think it was even my friends that told me first, but let me leave that aside. I checked the results basically. And a first class starts from 4.5 upwards, yeah, to a 5.0. I got a 4.32. A 4.32 a 4.32 my god it was so close it was so close oh 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 my goodness i was i was panicking i started to cry i started to cry i couldn't believe myself how the heck did i get a 4.32 how 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 i started crying i was crying people were looking at me like i was insane because there were people that literally got three point something and I got a 4.32 and I was literally bawling my eyes out. Why? <laughs> it's just I was crying. I said, no, this is not what I expected. I expected to get a 4.5. I didn't press on. I didn't I there was tendency for me to do more. I didn't do more. And so it it it, it shook me because you know it was I god of mercy. I was shocked though. I was appealed. Ha! It's, it was just an evidence that even if you know you can do it if you don't put in the efforts you can be shocked though <laughs> you can be shocked and back to the story Sha I made it an F I made it um sorry I made it a mindset in me I had this this push that nothing would make me get this particular score again and so the next semester that's same hundred level i strived i put in my efforts i made new friends i know i wasn't really i was still on popularity but i now started it was like half half 50 50 and i started putting more efforts on my studies and everything and then this was during the time that i was already progressing towards christ i was like one leg in no i was one leg in one leg out in 100 level first semester i was already like two leg in but i was still looking over do you understand they were i was already like inside i was already coming towards christ do you understand i was already coming towards christ i wasn't strong then but i was coming towards christ so i started to put god first i started to i started to you know seek him first that lord now that i'm with you i'm sure that i'll have a better result do you understand so with my understanding of who christ was i had this you know confidence that god can help if god didn't really have much impute in my first semester's results and it got a 4.3 so now that i'm i've given my life to christ and i'm moving forward to him why would my result be better <laughs> do you understand so it made me put in more efforts and i was still in the popularity stuff and everything like posting on social media and stuff like that and then the results came for the second semester and i did well i i moved forward but i still wasn't on that first class i got a 4.42 Man, I didn't cry. I was happy because I told God at that point, I said, Lord, anything I see there, I would say thank you. 
and so immediately I saw it, my heart dropped. But my spirit was alive because Christ was living in me. And the first word I said was, Lord, thank you. I wrapped up the results and the 100 level ended. It was time for 200 level. Throughout that holiday, till 200 level started, God was refining me. God was pruning me. God was training me for the results ahead. Do you understand? And so, I was getting closer to him. I was getting to know him. I was seeking him first. The Bible says, seek him first in all things and his righteousness. Seek him first and his righteousness and everything will be added unto you. I was seeking God. I was walking in his ways. I was doing everything. And then 200 level came. I found out that things were easy for me. I started to have past questions without me asking. I started to have notes without me asking. People, the past seniors, they would just come and give them to me. Oh, I have this past question. You have it. I have this note. Take it. I want to give it to you. Things were just coming to me naturally. I was more attentive in class. Wisdom from nowhere that I never knew I had. It started, you know, drawing up on me. I was having all these things. And I was like, Lord, is this really you? Is this really you coming out for me? And then I did all the efforts. I did everything. And... The results came for 200 level first semester. I really wish I can, you know, expound on this, but I want to really reduce time and be quick because I have more to say. And so the results came, and guess what, guys? I put in effort, though. I put in effort because God works with your diligence. You can't just be lazy and expect God to do a miracle. Bam. And that one is magic. <laughs> that one is magic. I put in the efforts. The Bible says, um, See it, see it a man that is diligent in his work and he will stand before kings and not ordinary men. That means, let me see a man that is diligent with his work. See a man that is diligent with his work and he will stand before kings. He will stand before great people and not just ordinary people. And that is what we're talking about. Ordinary is mediocrity, excellence, greatness. It's outside of that. And I was diligent. I. Eh? I walked, I read, I studied. If I, I started learning how to read like normal, I started trying to, I started practicing reading habits so that reading in school won't be a problem. I started moving with people that would, you know, motivate me. I said, I was doing what people were not doing. Eh, I would sit at the front row, teachers knew me, I would ask questions. I didn't give any, I wasn't, I didn't care. I didn't care. I didn't care. Um, I was I was reading, I was reading, and God was at my forefront. And so the results came. Guys, 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 guess what I got? Hey Lord, I want you to guess. See, guess in the in the oh you hear it, so you don't need to guess in the question box. But shall I put your reactions there? Yeah. And you can congratulate me too because I deserved it. <laughs> so yeah, guys, I got a four point eight four. Bold one! Oh my god, I got a first class. I was on a first class, and mind you, that's the GPA because there's the cumulative one. That's the CGPA. That's for the whole um hundred level and two hundred level. Do you understand? everything added together so my gpa for that semester 
was a 4.84 and my cumulative was a 4.54 meaning even though i had a rise in my gpa my cgpa was now on a first class do you understand so i was on a first class that semester but i was also on a first class all round it was crazy i was like lord is it oh my god <laughs> oh my god it, i'm sorry i'm sorry oh my goodness let me hold myself it was crazy i was like what guys i got a first class but i worked i stressed i know the things i went through i had never done something like that before i worked i read i cried i oh my goodness what did i not do but the lord was with me all through standing by my side the bible says he says do not fear for i am with you don't be discouraged don't be worried for i am your god i will strengthen you and help you i will hold you up with my righteous right hand my testimony was god god's help god's help god's help it was him i did nothing on my own yes even with all my efforts it was still him because there are certain times they will do tests that if not for the grace of god i would have missed because i my diligence was there and god rewarded that i cried i was stressing myself i was pressured i was pushing myself out of mediocrity i was pushing myself out of the medium i was pushing myself out of the average i was breaking every form of mindset every form of mindset that was average i was breaking every form of average mindset i was pushing for greatness i cried i was worried i feared i was i was oh my goodness I went through things but what was happening to me I was being crushed for the oil inside of me to pour out I was being refined for the gold in me to shine I was dying in the in the ground for fruits to be born I went through those things and look at what I got but then after that something tragic happened 200 level second semester came <laughs> my god i was becoming a mediocre person and so oh my goodness this podcast will be long i apologize in advance and i pray you stay i pray god gives you the strength and the urge and the desire to stay far 200 level second semester came and or more <laughs> i started to become um relaxed genius then i was so happy so fulfilled so content with the 4.84 that i didn't see the need i didn't see the necessity to strive i felt like oh you know when you reach this um this uniform you know when a car is moving then it's now at a uniform position it's not like moving at a particular speed constantly that was what i felt i was doing i felt oh i've reached the maximum let me just continue with the flow do you understand i don't need to strive i've reached a point and i will flow from that not knowing hey hey i had reached the heights in a progressive curve and i was going to fall like like a fall like a <laughs> like a waterfall oh my goodness so like i was being mediocre i was relaxed i wasn't stressing I wasn't I just had this this feeling of of 
accomplishment like i didn't have to to move forward i felt like i was going to just flow from that so i did the norms i didn't really stress because i didn't want to i was like i've already put in all the efforts i'm tired i can't put in any effort again and then i saw my skull i'm talking to you this is a few months ago <laughs> yes this is a few months ago i checked my results some of my classmates would be listening to this so yes you would know my results but it's to the glory of god that i do all these things it's not for my glory so yes i'm not ashamed of it because i know that <laughs> i'm going to do better this podcast what i'm preaching right now what i'm teaching sorry right now is also for me it's also for me i never teach things without going through them because that's the power of my words god's testimony in me and so i checked my results that was recently but it was the result of a few months ago so i checked it recently it had come out and guys guess what ha you won't believe it you won't believe it <laughs> i got a 4.13 yes yes i know your spirits have gone down right now yeah i got a 4.13 and my cgpa my cumulative it went down also it was a 4.43 very close still to the first class so i had risen up relaxed a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the arms and instead of poverty failure crept in and i went back down Oof. when i saw it i didn't cry i praised god before i saw it and i praised him after i saw it one thing i've come to understand is there is power in thanksgiving the bible says in all things give thanks for this is the will of god concerning you i give thanks i give thanks and peace came assurance came that this is nothing but something that would accelerate me back even greater than the 4.84 and like i said again i preach this i say this as a testimony in advance that i would get that first class strongly and i would graduate with the first class and so yes that was my story that is my story and why am i telling you this i'm telling you this because mediocrity is bad mediocrity is very bad it can it can close your eyes to your true potential and it's it lessens you it doesn't make you see the fullness of yourself do you understand you are just following the basics you are not stressing you are not pressing forth for for gold to come out of you mediocre i don't want to say mediocrity is a sin it's not a sin nobody is forcing you to to be a good thing but in christianity it's very bad it's very bad in fact may i say it's a sin really because you are not reaching towards your full potential do you understand you're not reaching towards your full potential the bible says anything that is not of faith is sin if you are wallowing if you are staying if you are being who you are not is sin i want you to really listen to me because really there are forces that don't want you to listen but by the grace of god you will listen because 
before I created this podcast, things have been hindering me from speaking about this topic. And even while I'm recording it right now as I'm speaking to you, things are still trying to stop me. I've been having distractions and I said a powerful message before I'm I'm saying this and I just found out I wasn't recording anything. Which which is quite crazy. <laughs> but I know the words of God is not it's not um limited. God can breathe any word out. So as I was saying, yes, let me say it's a sin. Because it's you it's you not moving into oh lord help me please (laughs) help me jesus okay i'll use jesus christ as an example jesus christ was never mediocre because if jesus christ was mediocre if he stayed in his comforts if he stayed in in his in his convenience let's put it like that he wouldn't have gone to all those places he went to he wouldn't have walked on water he wouldn't have um multiplied food he wouldn't have raised the dead he wouldn't have healed the sick why because in his comfort he would not have been able to pray he would not have been able to fellowship with the holy spirit he would not have been able to spend time with god that would have given him that enablement to do all those things if jesus christ was mediocre you wouldn't be saved today and that would have been a disruption to god's plan which is literally disobedience to god and disobedience to god is rebellion and the bible says rebellion is as witchcraft so literally mediocrity can lead you to sin because mediocrity can kill the potential that god needs in you to do the plans he has designed for your life i mean look at it really and we are called to live like christ there are people that through your your through the sweat of your face their lives will be transformed there are people that through your discipline and diligence through your hard work they would see god so why are you wallowing in your comfort why are you thinking about yourself why are you so self-centered why oh my goodness look at the life of joseph if joseph wasn't diligent in potiphar's house and if he wasn't diligent in the prison do you think it would have given him the platform to stand before kings the bible says show me a man that is diligent in his work and he will stand before kings and not ordinary men if joseph wasn't diligent in potiphar's house yeah his diligence was what was was added with god's favor i won't um dismiss that but if joseph was lazy god's favor would not have been made manifest It was his diligence that made the favor of God to be activated. If Joseph wasn't diligent, he wouldn't have been able to stand before the king. If Daniel and his friends were not diligent, if they didn't know all those languages that was required to be chosen, they wouldn't have been in that place that would give them the platform to become governors in Babylon. If David wasn't skillful, in the harp he wouldn't have been able to be in Saul's presence and if he wasn't diligent in all the wars he went for he wouldn't have fought certain battles that would have brought victory to Israel David went through the lion he went through the bear and then he went to Goliath. Look at the progression. A lion is smaller than a bear. Have you seen a bear? 
get up <laughs> oh my goodness a lion is smaller than a bear and goliath was far greater than the bear can you see the progression god was pressing him forward it wasn't a lion then a monkey then a snake or a lion then a dog then a rat it was a lion then a bear then goliath and so it was a progression of pressing forward he hits the lion good we're getting we're getting bigger we're going stronger we're moving forward he hits the bear good we're going bigger we're striving forward and he met goliath and he destroyed goliath why because the past achievements the past efforts he didn't wallow there but they were the activations for him to move forward to the greater picture so because let's say eh, you have succeeded here you have succeeded there my friend don't wallow because if you wallow you may you may depress you may go down you may go down and you won't be able to go to the heights that leads you to your purpose and you would sin oh my i'm not even pressing on sin because even if you sin against god christ has forgiven you but it would be a really sad thing if many lives are destroyed because of your lack of diligence. I mean, think about it. It makes no sense. Just because you didn't put in efforts in something that will birth something in you that will save lives. Like, it might look so simple to you. It might look very simple to you, really. Because it's like, oh, it's me, Jonathan. It's all about you. It's me. Like I'm just, I'm just being comfortable. It might look very simple to you, but I tell you, your lack of diligence can destroy lives. Because there is something in you, through your sweat, that would bring forth greatness. That would save people. That would save people. Give God your best. Don't be average. If we look at the life of Cain and Abel now. I'll put down the verse. The verse is Genesis 4, 3 to 7. In fact, let's read it together. We're going to read it together. Yeah. So yes, Genesis 3. No, sorry. Genesis 4, 3 to 7. Yeah, I'm reading. I have my Bible here with me. It says, When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gifts, but he did not accept Cain and his gifts. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Verse 6 says, Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door eager to control you but you must subdue it and be its master what is the difference between Cain and Abel here what made God accept Abel's gifts and not Cain's gifts because Abel was excellent in what he gave God Abel gave God the excellence of his doings you see the Bible is designed is breathed let me put it up because all scriptures are inspired by God. They are breathed by the Holy Spirit. The Bible is inspired in such a way that every context here can be used in various meanings. Do you understand? A verse can mean 10,000 meanings. What's the ideology in this verse in respect to this um, topic, mediocrity? 
is that Abel gave God excellence in his doings. Abel gave God the excellence in his doings, while Cain was mediocre in his doing. Out of the crops that Cain gave God, Cain gave him just like he just gave him out of his crops. There was no excellence, it was not the best. He just gave God amongst what he had. But Abel picks the best of his flocks as a gift for God. That describes excellence. And Cain's decision described mediocrity. And look at what God said. He said, if you you'll be accepted if you do what is right. God will accept the produce of whatever you are doing if you do it rightly. And what is being right as God referred here? Doing it with diligence. Doing it with hard work. Doing it with consistency, with diligence. Being competent with the work. Not being lazy or being average or being, being you know, oh sweet Lord, <laughs> help me. He accepted Abel's excellence and rejected Cain's average. Everything you do, do as to God and not an ordinary man. Everything you do, do it as to God and not mere man. I'll check for the verse now. I read, it says, Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Work willingly with whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord and not for people. There's another one that says, everything you do should be done as to God and not ordinary man and not an ordinary man. You know you are a man. Even yourself, meaning work as not to yourself, but work as to God. That means you're not working, um, you're not working to please your states you are working because you know that there is a result that god expects I, I hope you understand what i'm saying you are not working to to please your state you're not working to pacify your you know your feelings you're not working to to not feel stressed you're not working to not feel bothered you're not working to not feel tired or out of your comfort zone you're working to reach an expectance that God wants to see whether it comes from stress whether it comes from uncomfort whether it comes from inconvenience that is not your business your business is to reach the results God expects from you Jesus was so heavy laden with burden that he sweats blood and he told God if it is possible take this cup from me but not my will your will be done Jesus was tired. Jesus was stressed. Jesus cried. He wept. God is not saying you won't be stressed. God is not saying you won't be tired. God is not saying that you won't go through things. But the most important thing is the results God wants to see. The most important thing is the results God expects from you. He will be with you. He has said it time and time again in his word. He said, don't fear for I am your God. Do not be dismayed for I am... Oh wait, what am I saying? He said, don't fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. God promises that he would always be by your side. He says, if you walk through the, walk, through the deep waters, I will be with you. 
if you pass through the rivers of difficulty you will not drown if you walk through the fire of oppression you will not be burnt he's promising you that you will not be used up but in that process in that crushing in that pressure something great is coming out of you so why settle to pacify your feelings why settle to pacify your environment why settle to pacify dogmas and beliefs who cares in christianity we have a place we are going to and that place has people it's going to save and things is going to manifest so your feelings are but little your situations are but little but they won't use you up they won't rise above you they would refine you to become who you are meant to be who you are meant to be the bible says whatever you your your hand your hand finds to do do it with all your might whatever your hand finds to do do it with all your might that is ecclesiastes 9 verse 10 ecclesiastes 9 verse 10 whatever your hand finds to do do it with all your might because there are people literally that would do anything to be where you are but god chose you you didn't do you didn't choose to be where you are you didn't choose the life you, you are living god chose it for you the bible says you didn't choose me i chose you to bear lasting fruits to bear lasting fruits are you seeing that to be a lasting fruit he chose you you didn't choose him he chose you to be in that school he chose you to be in that workplace he chose you to be among those people he chose you to do that course to do that software to do all those things he chose you 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 didn't choose it you didn't decide to do it so it's not in your point to try to to please yourself you walk as to the lord and not for yourself and not to mere man you're a man you don't work to yourself and when I mean man, I mean both men and women. Yeah, mankind. <laughs> it's for God. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Do it with all your might. Do it with everything in you. If you need more strength, God will give you strength. If you need anything, he will give it to you. He said, ask and it shall be given. He will give it to you. If it's wisdom you need, he will bless you with it. With knowledge you need to press forward, he will bless you with it. Check his word. He said, ask. Anyone who lacks wisdom, ask. I shall give. I shall give. What do you need that God can't give you? The Bible says, if evil people, if sinful people know how to give good things, if they know how to choose good things for themselves and their children, how would your heavenly father not give you, not give you good things when you ask of him? Enlarge your coast. It gives room for more. Enlarge your course. It gives room for more. Pray. Pray to God to strengthen you, to enlarge your capacity so you can do more. Use your inheritance in Christ to dominate. God has blessed you with all the spiritual blessings. And the only way you can, you can ac access this is through His Word. His Word has everything you need for this life. You have so many inheritance. I think one time I was feeling pressured in school. I, was, I think I said this in my last podcast. Um, that was... Um, joy yeah when you're feeling pressured how to find joy in the midst of the stress i think this even helps this because yeah when you're going through the um, distress when you're going through everything basically you can you can be you can tend to lack joy do you understand and the previous episode talks on joy how to find joy in the midst of all this 
And so God gave me a verse. He said, um, when pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. The word of God has everything you need. If you are stressed, read it. If you are tired, read it. If you lack strength, read it. If you want to give up, read it. You will find something in the word for you. Because the word is fully breathed for teaching, for correction, for everything you need. It's here. It's here in his word. Use the life of Christ as an advantage in this world you are in to dominate. I mean, in Psalms 8, it says, what are mere mortals that you should think about them? What are mere mortals that you should think about them? Human beings that you should care for them. Yet you have made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. It says you are only a little lower than God. Do you know what that means? I mean, try to hold it. Try to grasp it. Try to encapsulate it. You are only a little lower than God, the almighty God. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? You are higher than the angels. You are higher than principalities and powers. You are higher than any animal on this earth. You are higher than the devil himself. And even the devil is not average in his doings. So who are you to be average? Why are you diminishing yourself? Why are you underestimating yourself? Why are you giving the devil an upper hand? Nothing can overwhelm you because you are the light. The Bible says you are the light of the world. The Bible says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. John 1, 4, verse 4 to 5. Yes, John 1, 4 to 5. You are the light of the world. Light shines in the darkness and darkness cannot extinguish it. That's um, John 1, 4 to 5. Darkness cannot extinguish it. And darkness can mean lecturers that somewhat don't like you for some reason. Or friends that by all means they want to see you fall. Or anything that contradicts the greatness in you. They are all darkness, but you are the light and they can't overwhelm you because light shines in the darkness. The Bible says his life was the light of men. The life of Christ in you is your light and nothing can stand against that life. So nothing can stand against your light. And so whatever thing that wants to come as a form of darkness cannot overwhelm you. Do you know who you are? You are, low, you are a little bit lower than God himself. Oh my Lord, help me. help me and so we will be reading um matthew 25 verse 24 to 29 so let's open our bibles and let's read that part together and so i'm in front of my bible and i would read i would read aloud for every one of you it says then the servants with the one bag this is the story of the three servants that their master gave um, talents to, their master gave gifts to. And so verse 24 says, And the servants with one bag of silver, because the master gave one five bags, he gave the other servant two bags, and he gave a servant just one. And then the master, the servant, sorry, with the one bag of silver came and said, 
Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid, I was afraid I would lose your money and so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is the money back. Verse 26. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servants. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. Verse 29 now says, To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given to them and they will have an abundance but from those who do nothing even what little they have will be taken away the servants that had five bags works with it works with it sorry and got five more bags the servants that had two bags works with it and got two more bags but the one that had one was lazy with it. He was trying to please himself. I mean, he was like, why would he give me just one? Eh, I'm not going to do anything with it. I'll just keep it here. I'll be, you know, comfortable. I won't strive to do anything. It's just one, basically. What would he need with one? Do you understand? At times, people are mediocre because they feel like they don't have talents. They feel like they don't have much in this world to give. They feel like and there are many people with so many gifts this one is talented in this fair so i don't think i should be i should work do you understand or let's say in your class you see this one he has a gift that's why he's able to be thus far and so because you don't have it you just wallow in yourself that was the example of this person with just one talent he felt his talent was unnecessary i wouldn't produce much he even felt it very harsh for the master to give him one and he was lazy about it he said i'm not going to do anything about it um i'm not going to you know work with it i'll just leave it there the person that gave me will come and collect it and the master took it from the person and gave it to the one who even had more and that is the same with you and every other person who deems themselves who deem themselves less because of what they have so even if you have little it's not an excuse for you to be mediocre with it even if you don't see yourself as the one that has it all it doesn't give you an excuse to be mediocre you are not you're not um escaping from this it's not some sort of um how do i put this now escape routes even if you have little the bible acknowledges it and says that you are meant to bring something from it this example just shows it here even if you have little bring something from it work with it it would please god he has a reason for making you that way he, he knew that other people have things better than you he knew that other people can study better he knew that other people understand certain things better he knew that people have more wisdom on this thing more than you do but where is your faith where is your your thanksgiving where is your your acknowledgement that god knows what he's doing in your life why are you settling to be average 
mediocre, lazy with who you are because you feel that there are certain things you can't accomplish. Why? Because other people have accomplished better. Why don't you use their achievements to propel you? Will you look beyond what you see now and strive to be better? Who knows that your one would be far greater than the ones you see in other people. I mean, a small mustard seed creates a very ginormous tree. You could be that mustard seed that through you, greatness that would surpass people's achievements or whatever they can ever achieve would come. But because you see yourself as just a little mustard seed. Have you seen a mustard seed? It's, oh my goodness, I can't even describe it. You can check for it and search for yourself. Who knows, you could be that mustard seed. But you're looking at yourself as that and you're not seeing what is going to be birthed from you. If we go to Proverbs 18 verse 16, I want us to open that verse and I would read it. It says, A man's gift makes room for him. A man's gift makes room for him. Now you may be saying, Oh, okay. Um, well, I don't have the gifts, but I'm in the place where I'm meant to use that gift. Do you understand? It's like saying you're in school and you're like, Oh, I don't have the gifts to to assimilate things well but you're in school and you're not able to to read well what do you do like i said in your little or in your lack the bible has everything god is there to help you if you need wisdom ask anything ask a man's gift makes room for him this also describes where you are where you are is a gift every good thing comes from the lord so these gifts might not necessarily be wisdom these gifts might not necessarily be um you know the ability to do certain things better than other people these gifts can literally be the places that you are in in school at your workplace at that company at that business do you understand your gifts can be where you find yourself in it might not even be what you have because the bible says every good thing comes from the lord in fact, there's, there's one that says every good gift comes from the Lord. So every good thing in your life is actually a gift. It doesn't need to be so profound. Everything in your life is a gift. And that gift makes room for you. It makes room for you. You know what makes room means? It gives you space to ask to, to, to work on yourself. It gives you space to express. It gives you space to dominate. So it might not be some extra extra kind of gifts. It might be where you just find yourself. You are in that school, it's a gift. You are doing that business, it's a gift. You are at that workplace, it's a gift. And that gift makes room for you. That gift is from the Lord and it makes room for you. So use it, use it judiciously and see what God will do to you. He will expand you, he will enlarge your course and give you room for more he will give you more he will give you more now there's one thing i want to add and this is power without excellence that's how i put it power without excellence 
and this is going to be the next episode so i want you guys to look forward to that because that one is going to talk about you pressing on towards the power and perfection of christ in your life this mediocrity is the one for um refining yourself refining the gifts and the talents in you or pushing yourself to accomplish things standing before kings do you understand the one i'll be talking about next episode is the one that would teach you how to not be mediocre when it comes to looking like christ when it comes to fulfilling um the how do i put this now when it comes to fulfilling the global mandates yeah and that is preach the gospel and that is having the character of christ and that is having the power that comes from christ healing the sick raising the dead how to not be mediocre in that aspect the aspects i'm talking about here is not being mediocre in the places you find yourself in that god wants to use to elevate you and how to refine what he has deposited in you so you can use those spheres to elevate yourself so that's the difference now what i want to talk about now to add is power without excellence so you can you can have power yeah you can heal the sick you can raise the dead you can speak with new tongues these are things that's that's they follow things are signs that follow they that believe but if you don't have excellence in what god has placed in you the gifts he has placed in you and if you don't look towards refining that so you can be great in the spheres you find yourself in it won't be as effective as it would as it's meant to be i really hope you understand what i'm saying a pastor can be a local champion in his area and what do i mean by this i mean a pastor can be very great and effective in a little sphere but if he doesn't know certain things certain principles for him to move forward in a bigger sphere he'll remain where he is he has power but lack of excellence keeps him there he has power but lack of excellence hasn't upgraded him to other places because it would be an embarrassment there the bible says study to show yourself approved a worker that need not be ashamed do you understand work and show yourself approved that you may not be ashamed in certain places how far you have um find yourself so you can be powerful in a particular area i think i've even mentioned this before yeah, concerning academics and you can be part, part, powerful in a particular area but if you don't uh, make yourself excellent if you don't rise up beyond that
I need to understand communication. I need to understand politics. I need to understand setting courses. These things are things that the earth gives. These things are things that many people study. So will I say because, oh, I am a child of God, you know, I'm the son of God, I have power. You understand? I don't need, I don't need to learn anything the world offers. I don't need to learn any software. I don't need to learn any course. I don't need to learn any skill. All I need to do is carry my power there and I'll just start casting out demons and healing the sick. My dear, you won't reach anywhere. There is elevation in excellence. If Daniel and his friends didn't know certain languages, they wouldn't have fixed them. Because they picked had um, knowledge of certain things so they can be useful they were very they, rever- they reverenced God they were loyal to their God but even in that they had something upstairs they had something upstairs so what am I saying even though you might have a view of what God wants to do with you Let's say, oh, I would even give an example. I will give an example because I want to expound on this. Like I said, you having power or not um, refining it with excellence can limit you. And then I also want to tell people, you might not even have the power now. You might know that you are going to work in power because we're all meant to work in power. We're all meant to work in power, actually. It's not that power is meant for some people. We're all meant to work in power. But your excellence is part of it because you don't know where that power will manifest it's not everybody that will climb on a stage and hold a mic and be on a pulpit it's not everybody that you know would hold a crusade it's not everybody that will hold a revival power is not limited to pulpits power is not limited to crusades and revivals power is distinguished to who God has said you will be your power can be manifested in the hospital that you work in and what do you need to be there excellence from studying what's medicine power can be revealed and manifested in the sites and what do you need to get there architecture engineering whatever it is you need to and that comes from your excellence if you're not excellent in your studies, how do you want to be a profound engineer or a profound architect that will lead you to the place where your power, where your power, sorry, I'm sorry, where your power should be manifested? Power can be manifested in tech. And if you're not excellent in the tech, how do you expect your power to be manifested? You think you think that you are limited to a mic and a stage. I'm very, very, very sorry for you if you have such a mindset. I'm very, very sorry for you because that is such a diminished, limited mindset. If everybody is meant to be on the stage and carry mic, who will save lives? Who would make strong structures that will not kill people? Tell me, who would write books whose words would transform the lives of people who would act films that would influence the lives of people please please help me let me know because we have limited power to a stage and a pulpit and a mic so i beg you 
power comes with excellence and it also comes with integrity and that is what i'll be explaining in the next episode the integrity the perfection of christ in you so you don't go out there having power being excellent but lack of character we need deep healing and transformation in christianity so now i would be i think i've even i think i've listed the causes of mediocrity and the effects and everything but i just want to list them down like i want to list them down so that you can write them yeah so yeah and before that i don't know if any of you have noticed but the people that have listened to me over the few other episodes will notice that i don't think i've said do you understand <laughs> in this episode oh my goodness the holy spirit is really doing something he's doing something okay so causes of mediocrity yeah number one i've said it i'm sure you've heard it like five times already laziness 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 and how can you combat this form habits form habits i would advise you to also read self-productivity books because they help they help it's part of diligence god can use that to release your mind from certain um dogmas that limits you so laziness is one i advise you to read atomic habits and mini habits there's i don't really know their authors but they are good books that can help combat laziness atomic habits one of the um words i got from there it says habits are the compound interests of our self-development it's explained small small habits as a progressive curve the more you do them the higher you go do you understand and it's a plus for you in your self-development so it may seem um it may not be that much it might not be obvious that you are increasing or it may not be obvious in effectiveness do you understand but the more you keep on doing the things that are meant to help you progress the end results will be far higher than you started so it's for you to break down the things that are necessary for that growth into small 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 components so that you are able to accomplish them better and more effectively secondly we have the limited mindset the limited mindset the limited mindset the limited mindset like i said we have around 8 billion people in the world and there is just one you so your mindset can't be limited i'm not saying negatively compare yourself to people but learn from them and grow 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 as much as you can as much as you can now another cause of mediocrity is peer pressure because your friends are not rising up you want to stay in the mud and be with them because your friends don't see what you see you limit yourself to please them why i'll give you a bible verse because peer pressure can be <laughs> it can be dangerous because you came to this world alone yeah 
and you are going to live alone. So I don't know why you should base the decisions of your life, the very important decisions of your life, on the perceptions of your friends. If they don't see what you are seeing, move. There are people that would encourage you. There are more people that would support you and even see higher than you. Please, don't be pressured to limit your greatness. I mean, you should be pressured to go higher than you are. And there are friends like that. I have friends and I can boldly say it because it is by God's grace. He gave me these friends. I had to lose friends to get better friends. There's nothing wrong in losing friends. It doesn't mean you should outrightly push them out and don't speak to them again. But let there be a priority with better people basically so you are still friends with them but when it comes to certain aspects of your life you have to be closer to other people so they can still be your friends but the ones very close to you that have that would have an influence on you because there are various degrees of closeness so yeah the bible verses psalms 90 verse 12 it says teach us to number our days so we may gain a heart of wisdom teach us to number our days so we may gain a heart of wisdom because seriously i don't think you understand that life is too short to be mediocre life is too short to to rest in your comforts there is more you can do there is more you can attain because everybody has a different destination do you understand everyone has different destinations and even different paths to their destination and you are unique so why would you not move because of someone else's perception that's their life that's their journey if they don't um resonate with what you are doing then kindly kindly move kindly swerve tell the holy spirit to teach you how to number your days and this can mean to teach you the ways of your life to teach you the plan to to teach you the ways to the plan of your life basically let the holy spirit teach you how to number your days let the holy spirit teach you how to be discerning with the things that are um concerning to your life the things you need to read the things you need to go through the people you need to meet this is numbering your days this is picking out the things the bible says he has recorded our days in his book before we were born he laid every single day before any moment had passed meaning for a day there is something God has recorded for you to do. So let the Holy Spirit teach you to number your days. Let the Holy Spirit teach you to be more um, to be more conscious, to be more aware that there is a purpose for each day. So you don't go about your day doing aimless things, doing redundant things. You go about your day with the mindset that God has a purpose for this day. God has a purpose for tomorrow. God has a purpose for next tomorrow. No day is a wastage. And God is so 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 merciful that even when we have scattered or we have gone out of his plan for certain days or months or years he can restore them back in a day the bible says a thousand years is like a day for the lord but a few hours and so let the holy spirit teach you to number your days let him teach you to be more conscious of his purpose for each day in your life so you may apply unto yourself wisdom 
so you may apply wisdom wisdom to your head the next cause of mediocrity that i would list is fear the fear of the unknown fear of what may happen fear and i tell you that fear is a trap but they that trust in the lord shall be safe it's a bible verse i'll leave all these bible verses i'm listing i'll write it down in the description after this podcast so you would get to meditate on them and study them the bible says fear is a trap but they that trust in the lord shall be safe fear can trap you in a position that you're not able to move we walk by faith and not by sight i mean we walk by faith and not by sight the bible says the just shall live by faith anything outside of faith is even seen the bible says the just shall live by faith why do you have little faith fear is literally the opposite of faith you can have faith in god in his word faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god and what has he said in his word he said the plans he has for you are good and not evil to give you hope and an expected end so there is hope have faith in him if he tells you to do something do it if he tells you to start something start it stop wasting time there is no time there is no time if jesus quickly didn't fulfill all he did who would have done it there is no time move if god tells you to do something please do it stop stop thinking about the consequences stop thinking about what people are saying stop thinking about the things you don't have yet can you move and focus on on god can you move and keep your eyes on him oh lord help them help us help and now the last one is i call it enslaved religious mindsets enslaved religious mindsets I've experienced this so it's not like i'm talking out of um i've experienced this basically that's all i'll say i've experienced this so i'm talking out of experience and not just something that i've seen i've experienced it myself the devil studies who you are he knows your kind of person he sees your emotions towards certain things how you react how you get mad how you get happy what entices you what repels you sees everything and he orchestrates everything to form a perfect deception and temptation for you and so that is why you have to watch out because he goes about looking for an open space to divorce someone enslaved religious mindsets you see how do i do this lord help me help me Holy Spirit, help me to explain this. The devil can use your love for spiritual things to deceive you into doing certain things. He can use your love for spiritual things to deceive you and change your mindsets and enslave you in such a way whereby you are now a slave to the things you love. 
So if he can't use bad things to distract you, he will use the good things to distract you. Not necessarily... Um, the good things aren't bad, but at that point in time, at that point in time, they aren't necessary. Now, what do I mean? The Bible says there's a time for everything, yeah, and a season for everything under the sun. That's Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. There is a time for everything. There is a time to read your Bible, there is a time to go to your office, there is a time to pray there is a time to work on the projects they have given you to do there is a time for you to spend fellowship with the brethren and there is a time for you to stay in your room and read your books there is a time for everything and a season for everything under the sun now what the devil wants to do or what he 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 always tries to do is that oh he will try to enslave you. He will try to give you this enslaved religious mindset. So it's not more out of... Um, how do I put it now? It's not more out of... Okay, I'm doing this out of... Um, you know, my respect for God, my love for God. You are now panicking. You are now, um, you know, in fear. You are now being, being um, pressured to do these certain things. Do you understand? When you are meant to read your books... Yeah, it's time for you to read your books or it's time for you to do that project. It's time for you to work in your office. He now comes in and deceives you. Why aren't you reading your Bible? Why aren't you praying? Why aren't you studying the word? And then you replace what is meant for that moment. And do another thing entirely. Now mind me, I'm not saying um, reading the Bible is wrong. I'm not saying praying is wrong. I'm not saying spending time with God is wrong. Well, you need to understand that in everything you do, you are spending time with God. You need to understand that you are a spirit, meaning every aspect of your life is spiritual. So reading your book for excellence is a spiritual thing. Working on that project is a spiritual thing because you are working for God. The prayer and the word is the powerhouse that powers every sector of your life. Do you understand? But if you stay in the powerhouse all day and you don't lest it be released in other sectors of your life all those places will be dark that is what the devil wants that is what the devil wants the devil wants to lock you in your powerhouse he wants to deceive you into thinking doing other sectors of your life is wrong he will make you feel guilty and accuse you of doing other things because you are not in the powerhouse and then you stay in the powerhouse and every other part of your life is dark and it's every other part of your life that shows forth the light that the powerhouse gives you and the bible says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it where is the light you are hiding in your powerhouse the light is not now showing forth in the darkness the darkness is now blending with darkness meanwhile the light that is meant to shine forth is in that powerhouse and you are still staying there come out of the powerhouse get what you have gotten from there and light up every sector of your life but what the devil does is de- to deceive you to lock you inside that powerhouse so you don't come out and every other part of your life is dark and it blends with the darkness so when you are meant to read your book because when you read your book the power and the faith and the strength you have gotten from the powerhouse would make you excel in such a way that people will see the lights in your academics and you and they will be saved 
he will now come to you and make you feel guilty for reading your bible i'm sorry for reading your book and he'll tell you go and read your bible instead he comes as an angel of light the devil wouldn't outrightly say i never want you to read your bible oh i never want you to pray he will come as if he's advising you as a friend he will tell you oh why aren't you reading your bible i thought you are spiritual go and read your bible he literally told god are you not the son of god he acknowledged that he will acknowledge the fact that you love reading your bible why don't you read your bible why don't you go and pray and you're like no but i have to read now it is time to read and you will go and read your bible you will spend three hours you will come back when you want to start the projects the same thing he'll come again you have not prayed today go and pray and you too because okay you missed your prayer time that was a mistake that was an open door he's now using to devour you'll not leave that you go and pray you miss the time that was meant to shine lights at that particular point in time and then it's dark and then everybody sees your diligence to god but they're not seeing the lights and this is why many people tend to see christians as um people that deceive themselves meanwhile it's not meant to be you see people know what i was like that because I, I i was i was um before i fully entered into my relationship with god what hindered me was because many christians were so mediocre in their academics they weren't showing forth light and it made me wonder that where is the god they're now serving meanwhile they are stuck in an enslaved religious mindset that keeps them in the powerhouse not letting them come out to shine lights they now start to to do um greater than or less than which one is higher is he praying is he reading is he reading is he praying meanwhile the powerhouse is meant to power the reading what you get there is what you're meant to put there the only difference is not the the um it's not the how do i put it the greatness in anyone is the right place at the right time what you're meant to do at the right time so it's not like okay praying is greater than reading your books reading your books is greater than reading your bible no there is see it is this thing is not about the um oh lord give me the english it's not about the greatness or the weights of anyone it's about doing the right thing doing the right thing at the right time doing the right thing at the right time don't let the devil trap you with a religious mindset doing the things you love but not letting it shine forth because if you are not excellent in the things you are meant to be doing if there's no light in the places that god expects light to shine how would people see that light and how will they come to god they'll see you as a prayerful person but when it comes to academics you are suddenly dull they'll see you as someone who reads the word who preaches but when it comes to to standing out amongst kings you are with men men how do you shine your lights when you have been locked in the powerhouse please don't fall for such deception i've seen I've been in that deception before so I'm talking out of experience and I've seen many of my friends too in such deception let the holy spirit guide you to manage your time this is something that I have been oh my god I have been struggling I have been telling the holy spirit to help me let the holy spirit guide you in managing your time he guided me he led me to a youtube video if possible i'll send the link of how to manage time 
I'll send the link and I'll send the person who the Holy Spirit led me to and how I'm using that currently even though I'm still an amateur in it because there are some times I missed so let the Holy Spirit help you to place the right sin at the right time your work can be can access more time than the time you pray because that's how the work is designed but God isn't limited by time yes time is very necessary in prayer and reading the Bible but God is not limited by time God can work so much in you in such little time what you need I mean what's yes what he needs from you is your sacrifice doing what is necessary he would provide the time for you he will let you know the right things at the right time basically so like i said enslaved religious mindsets can cause mediocrity and yeah follow the holy spirit's guidance i'll give you a bible verse it's isaiah 30 verse 21 it says when you're when you face the rights when you turn to the right or turn to the left you will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it so when you are confused in picking whether to read your bible or whether to 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 do a project at a particular time when you are confused in the in the duties in doing the certain things you are meant to do ask the holy spirit for help you will hear a voice i'm not really saying you hear a voice like oh one read your bible (laughs) but you would get a confirmation on the right thing you're meant to do at that particular time yeah (laughs) so yes like me now right now i'm not meant to be recording this podcast the timetable i set right now i'm meant to be having my driving lessons but this podcast exceeded that time i could have stopped this and would have gone for the driving lessons then come back but with the leading of the holy spirit this is what i'm meant to do this particular time yeah so let the holy spirit guide you you might form a timetable you might have plans but then bible says many are the plans of a man but it's the lord's plans that prevail yes, and the holy spirit can prevail over your plans and tell you yes i know you want to to read at that particular time but go and pray that is very possible he can tell you oh i know you want to pray at this time but go and speak to that person go and read your book it's very possible follow the holy spirit's guidance it's all about doing the right thing at the right time in God's eyes. Thank you. Okay. Consequences of mediocrity. Like I've said, stagnancy. Stagnancy. You stay in a spot and stagnancy can lead to a depression. You go down. It can lead to a fall. So stagnancy in itself means you might fall. You might, you might just stay there and then you sleep down. Consequences of mediocrity, stagnancy. If we know Newton's first law, it says a body at rest remains at rest until a force is exerted to it. So if you don't put yourself, if you don't move, you remain where you are. The second law of motion states that it states that the force on an object on an object is equal to its mass times the acceleration. Meaning, the force you need to propel to where you want to go is dependent on your capacity and your willpower. It's dependent on your strength and your willpower. Your willpower is the ability to do things 
irrespective of how you feel and that comes with determination and um, diligence that's where willpower is from and so that is what brings up the force that will push you to do what you want to do if you don't have strength ask God for strength your willpower comes from what God has said will be birthed from that thing you are pushing to do and then you see yourself going Newton's third law of motion states that for every action I'm going to use Newton's third law because I'm going to use all the laws because it actually resonates with this stagnancy thing the Holy Spirit revealed it to me <laughs> which was quite beautiful Newton's third law states that for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction the same time you are using to wallow and do nothing use that same time to move forward use that same time to press on and you get results simple the result of stagnancy is failure and even if fall the result of moving forward is success then secondly we also have the diminished mindset consequences of mediocrity number two is a diminished mindset like i said the, it would limit your mind to to let you not think outside of the box basically so consequence of mediocrity a diminished mindset and the third consequence is failure mediocrity leads to failure now how to increase your effectiveness yeah how to increase your effectiveness to let's just say how to hinder mediocrity yeah how to increase your effectiveness basically so that mediocrity is avoided the first one seek wisdom seek wisdom i want you to open your bible to proverbs 4 verse 7 and so i'm going to be i'm holding my bible so i'm going to be giving you guys a verse for each of these solutions to help with your effectiveness and because this is very important it's very very important so i'm going to be reading the first one i said seek wisdom seek wisdom proverbs 4 verse 7 i read it says getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do and whatever else you do develop good judgments if you prize wisdom she will make you great embrace her and she will honor you she will place a lovely wreath that's like a crown of flowers on your head and she will present you with a beautiful crown wow this is what the bible says wisdom will do to you if you look for it if you get it so seek wisdom seek wisdom search for things research with see you know when they say seek it, it means to look for look for wisdom search for search for it like you would search for silver and gold that's what the bible says search for wisdom search for wisdom read books follow people search for things you know how to do these things the same way you 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 when you are desperate or you are, you have questions about something search for wisdom search for wisdom the second one ask for wisdom ask for wisdom and this one is to um assimilate something in a particular 
theme you're trying to understand the particular theme that you're um that's you're finding it difficult to ask for the wisdom of god ask for god's help ask for god's help ask for wisdom from him james 1 verse 5 says if you need wisdom ask our generous god and he will give it to you he will not rebuke you for asking if you need wisdom ask our generous god god is generous he is ready to give the bible even says if he know if evil people know how to give good things to their own children how would god your pure father not give you good things when you ask of him so ask him for wisdom and he will give it to you and then verse 6 says but when you ask him be sure that your faith is in god alone do not waver do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind such people should not expect to receive anything from the lord their loyalty is divided between god and the world and they are unstable in everything they do so if you want god to help you if you want god to give you wisdom it's not that you would not seek worldly help that's not that's not that's not how god works and when i mean worldly help i don't mean when god asks you to read a book or in fact this particular wisdom that's there is seek wisdom and there is ask for wisdom seeking wisdom is you know researching searching for things following people seeing how things work asking for wisdom is divine encounters in your mind divine wisdom from above to understand particular things you are finding it difficult to understand basically and this wisdom comes from heaven comes from above comes from your father do you understand he enables you without wisdom to understand certain things that you are finding very difficult to understand now you may be in a class you don't understand the particular subjects and you're asking god for wisdom what the bible here is saying that god will give you that wisdom but he wounds if your loyalty is divided between him and the world if you're asking god for wisdom and you are also intending to cheat or have a malpractice during that exam then don't expect god's help God can't be mocked. You cannot mock him. You can't make a mockery of God. You expect him to help you and you are trying to help him to help you by cheating in the exam. That's that's foolishness. And he might punish you for that. He might. So if you want to come to God, come to him in faith that only him can help you. Don't rely on the world. Don't cheat. Cheating is just a sign that you don't trust God. It's a sign that it's like you're telling him he's not reliable for you. That's what cheating does. That's what cheating signifies. Don't do that. Don't. I'll confess, yes, I used to cheat before, before I gave my life to Christ. So it's a normal thing then. But if you're truly a Christian if you truly have given your life to Christ you shouldn't engage in such things it's you shouldn't do that it's almost it's almost i don't even want to say the words but you can't make a mockery of god don't do it if you are relying on him if you are not relying on him fine but if you are relying on him and you are doing other things he won't help you 
the fourth solution is fine-tune your gifts fine-tune your skills and everything you have in you through prayer in first corinthians 14 verse 4 it says that a man that speaks in tongues builds himself up spiritually builds himself up spiritually you're a spirit so everything about you is spirit your gifts are in the spirit your talents are in the spirit and so when you speak in tongues you are building your spirit up you are refining everything that accumulates your spirit you are refining your gifts you're refining your talents you're refining your faith you're refining your capacity you are refining every single thing and you become better you become better if you don't know how to speak in tongues the holy spirit would give you that gift he's the one that gives the gifts pray to him ask him for it and the bible says that when you ask you shall be it shall be given unto you and god is generous he will give to you so ask the holy spirit for the gift of tongues and if you don't have it yet but you still want to fine-tune your gifts pray pray spend time in prayer read the word spend time in prayer read the word and the holy spirit would fine-tune your gifts but if you can speak in tongues speak in tongues speak in tongues for a long period of time also pray also read the word and refine your gifts and skills you just notice that you're able to if you write you're able to write better you're able to assimilate better you're able to read better you're able to sing better you're able to you know do things better this is this is um supernatural refinement you know some people they refine their gifts by learning and stuff like that that is very good and it's very necessary but there is also spiritual help in refining gifts the fourth one is change your friends yeah i'm speaking to you and you heard me right <laughs> change your friends you change them you know they're not helping you you know they're not building you up spiritually building you up in excellence building you up in integrity they're just there and they are making you even worse than you are change them change them if they really love you they'll let you go change your friends i'll give you proverbs 27 verse 17 i read it says as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend i know many people know this particular verse but it's very powerful as iron sharpens iron you know when iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend if your friends are not sharpening you go to another friend that will sharpen you i'm someone that i would see i'll be very transparent with you and very real i hated prayer i hated prayer before i i always loved reading my bible and i now i now really understand that why i loved reading my bible more than prayer is because i've always loved reading books right from a very young age i always read books my mom always got books for me so i'm someone that i i read books i've always read books i've always been a lover of books you understand it's like an escape place to another realm <laughs> no world well that was dead but i've always loved reading books trying to understand what the person is saying what's the context and everything i love reading books and so it helps me to love reading the bible and the fact that the bible is now more important and more edifying is a plus for me so i can spend hours reading the bible but i don't boast in my efforts because really it's the holy spirit that helps me he's the one that trained me when i was small he's the one that does everything if it's not like i wanted to read books when i was small i'm sure he led my mom to buy those books so reading in the bible wouldn't be a problem for me 
he did all those things and then he still gives me an understanding of the scriptures it's all the holy spirit so like i said i hated prayer i've always hated because there's nothing i've grown to to do to like prayer to understand it i always saw it as stress and i could only pray so far as i could go and then i this this month i've i've encountered oh my god i've encountered warriors don't let me even say friends i've encountered warriors and these people are people that god led to me god led to me i think they were doing this fast yeah one of my secondary school friends posted that his name is ezra he just posted that if you're interested in like fasting and stuff like that come on and i was like at first i ignored it but then i saw it again i was like i've not fasted this month too yeah let me enter and i entered and i saw other people there and some of them were my secondary school mates some of them are other people and we all fast together we prayed together and there's this particular guy i got close to on the group i feel like the holy spirit the holy spirit i see everything in my life currently as it is going it is the holy spirit because at this point and my relationship with him nothing can happen to me with me in my life without his permission and so this guy came and we just started being friends at first my normal self i won't say my normal self but like i have this tendency to well i think it's just mood at times i may be very excited to reply someone i don't know at times i may be i might not just want to just answer yeah which is something i'm still working on god help me and so i i saw i, I saw his message i didn't really feel like replying and i just saw his status i saw one beautiful design he created and i realized oh my god this guy's an architecture student eh i are you missing the moment i just texted i was like wait is this your design because design was stupendous it was beautiful and i was like yes i was like wow how did you do it and that's how we started talking 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 and then it now led to spiritual things and we just decided to pray together one night and we prayed and that's how our friendship grew and we started praying together praying together me you know the funniest thing i didn't now realize that i was actually praying longer than i used to i was so caught up in loving the prayers with the friend i just made that i didn't even realize that oga like hello my friend you're actually you're actually praying long you're actually praying long that is how a friend sharpens a friend you can have a friend that would sharpen you so much that you become you don't even recognize who you are anymore a blunt axe can meet a sharp ask axe yes that would sharpen it so much that it becomes something else i now love prayer i can boldly say it i love it i love it and it's not like i never loved it just that it was blunt at that time but he prayed with him sharpened man and now i love it and now i can do it for myself with the hope of the holy spirit praise god hallelujah <laughs> so as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend then yeah and again i'll just add this you are the compilation of people you spend time with you are the compilation of people you spend time with so please spend time with diligent spiritual godly and competent people the last one for this episode whoa i thank god if you have reached here so far i just want to say that you are not far from living mediocrity if you have reached to this point it means that 
you really know what you are doing it means that you're you are actually seeking wisdom and i tell you you are not far from god's purpose you're not far from excellence you are getting there this is the starting point a mediocre person will listen to this and not even finish they'll be tired or be lazy but you stayed through to seek wisdom you are not far in fact you are there what am i saying you are there already you, are, you have started the journey you have started and so the last one is always move from where you are and don't stop always strive always continue the world is an endless library there are many things you can discover many things you can accomplish you are your greatest limitation i'll say it again you are your greatest limitation move further push 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 there are eight billion people in the world i'm not comparing to anyone but use them as your your um you know activation there is more what you are doing people have done it learn from them continue pressing on pressing on pressing on pressing on life is too short to stay in one place life is too short to be average life is too there is something in you that eight billion people don't have that only you can express and when you work hard when you press on you reach that so i'm very happy to to speak to you i'm very happy that the holy spirit used me to pour out his concerns to you and i pray that these words you have heard won't leave your hearts it will never leave your hearts in the name of jesus but your heart will be a fertile soul that will receive these words and it will bear forth fruits for god almighty in the name of jesus amen yeah if you have any questions there'll be a question box after this episode to ask your various questions and i'll surely answer them in a special episode for questions and answers somebody recently asked the questions on one of my episodes if you're listening to this i you are the first and i'm really happy for your um curiosity i'm really happy and i would create another podcast for you and the holy spirit will help me to answer your question okay yeah yeah i think that's all my whole life before i gave my life to christ was a total wreck if he can change me he can change you too yeah he can if you want to give and surrender your life to jesus christ you want to be a lover of god you want to have the life of christ in you you want to live a holy and righteous life if you want this life of a christian and you also want to rededicate your life to christ i just want you to say these few words of faith sincerely with me your faith matters your belief in this word matters because this is this is the good news that when we believe that jesus christ died for our sins we have his life in us and this life draws us more and more to god and we are found righteous in the sight of god that he will never ever condemn us or will find eternal life oh lord jesus i need you i acknowledge that i am a sinner due to the fleshly birth i have been brought into and i can't live a true holy life with god without you i confess all my sins to you with all my heart i want to give you a few seconds to state your sins to him the ones you 
can at least remember. Inwardly, pause this and please when you are done. Ask him for forgiveness. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. I am sorry. And I look to you as the only one who can help me and redeem me from sin. Lord Jesus, now I lay down my life and accept yours. Through the Holy Spirit, I receive you. Come into me, Lord, and be my personal Lord and Savior to continually guide me and ultimately save me from death as I obey and do your word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, friend. For in Jesus' mighty name I have prayed. Amen. 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 The best thing you can give God is your life as a sacrifice. And dear friend, I'm happy to tell you that you are now a child of God. You have the life of Christ in you. You have the spirit of God in you. And you have the word of God, that powerful word living inside of you. You have life abundantly and you will never die spiritually. Even when your flesh is gone, you would always be with him in heaven. This is it. This is all. This is why it's the good news. This is why it's the gospel. The real meaning of the gospel, the true meaning, the first um, definition is too good to be true. You are a member of God's kingdom by faith in Christ Jesus who died for you. So you can be reconciled with the Father. Yes. Keep on with his word as you obey and do his word. I have a Bible verse for you. Psalms 119 verse 105. It says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. This means guidance and direction. Now that you've given your life to Christ, you need his guidance as you walk through in the Christian walk. Thank you very much for listening. Like I said before, you are already starting a non-mediocre life. Yes, let me put it that way. So please, um, I usually don't say this, but I think I'll start to say this so that other people can get to listen. It's also a form of evangelism. So that people can listen. You're spreading the gospel. This is what God has said we should do. And so that people can be impacted just like you were impacted. Do you understand? So please share this to anyone you can and give them a word. Tell them what you experienced. Share it to them and tell them they'll be impacted. We have um, an Instagram account. Befriending Jesus has an Instagram account called Befriending Jesus the Podcast. Do you understand? So you can follow up. Follow up on YouTube. Oh, okay. No, we don't have YouTube yet. I'm so sorry. We don't have YouTube. YouTube is coming. <laughs> it is coming. Follow up on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We are on Trends. Yes, and we're on TikTok. So follow us on those places. And also give us a rating here on Spotify. Give us a rating on Apple. Give us a rating, if it's possible, on Google Podcasts. Those are our three platforms. And always leave a review. Leave um, what you learned. And if you have questions, always leave questions. All right. Let me give a closing prayer to the person listening to this. Yeah. So, dear friend, I pray for you now. 
and I pray that the power of the living God rests upon you right now as you listen to this voice in the name of Jesus. I pray you experience his glory. I pray you experience his gentle touch on your soul and your body. I pray he fills you up to the brim with his mighty presence. I pray it overwhelms you and you start to walk in glorious ways. You start to go into a deeper fellowship with him in the name of Jesus. Father, let your mighty hand, Holy Spirit, do your work right now. This is you, Holy Spirit. I give you the hand. Rest upon the one watching this, Holy Spirit. And let the person experience your glory. Now and forevermore, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, friend. For in Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So yes, I would see you in the next episode. It would be a great honor. Come and listen to the word of God. Jesus is waiting for you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.